welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? A little rusty. Yeah. It's been a few weeks. It has been weeks since we've done one of yeah, these. Yeah, because we had um, a visitor come stay with us, and then you went to Sundance mm-hmm. Film Festival, yeah. so we had to... Uh, pre-record several episodes yeah so so now it's been like two weeks since we recorded one um and uh yeah i forget is that normally what like i we say our names and i say how are you is that it yeah yeah okay there's some banter yeah but we don't have a lot of time for a lot of banter because we are we're very busy yeah you know yeah there's like a lot going on in our lives and has been for years and it's like kind of insane there's always something yeah but i guess that's just it's just life. Adulting. Hashtag adulting, right? No. That's what we millennials say. No. You wouldn't know. You're uh, a baby Gen Xer, right? No, I'm an... I'm an elder geriatric millennial, and you're a baby Gen Xer. No, I'm an elder millennial as well. Oh, or okay. an Xennial. Oh, you're an Xennial. Okay. Some might say. Yeah. If I was born in 1981, technically, I'm a millennial. The very end of it. Oh, okay. thought it was 82. thought I was the... Cut off. Friends and mothers. Yeah, first call to action. Am I an Xer or a millennial or a Xennial? Um, or a baby Xer? Or yeah, baby Gen Xer, baby Xer. That's what I think you. That's how I think of you. I definitely identify more with an Xer yeah. way of life. And I don't. I definitely feel like I'm a millennial in most ways. Huh. Mo- certainly more than Gen X. You fancy yourself better than me no just a year younger <laughs> um so but this is not a podcast about uh generations gen z gen alpha that's the new one mm-hmm. you gotta come up with some better names mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. gen x made sense because you guys on for you gen x you're all like jaded and over it right that's the whole thing yeah and millennial made sense because it's like the term of the millennium but now they're just like going back to naming them like yeah. Z and Alpha. I don't know. I think Alpha is better than um, Zoom gen- or Zoomers. Remember they were going to call like because of yeah. Being on I feel Zoom like I sometimes hear Zoomer still for Gen Z. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it stands for? No, I think it's, no, just, it's like just like the end X Y Z. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're not. This is not a podcast about generations. This is a podcast about the uh, American network television sitcoms Friends and How I Met Your Mother. We watch an episode of each every week. We recap. Compare contrast. We have fun segments. We got a lot to get to today in a short amount of time because we have more shit to do tonight. Um, no rest for the wicked, as they say. So we're on to season six, episode seventeen of both shows. Season six, episode seventeen of Friends is very annoyingly called the one with Unagi, and um, I'm very mad about it. <laughs> Because I had my whole challenge accepted guest that had nothing to do with it. Anyway, um, and season six, episode 17 of How I Met Your Mother is called Garbage Island. We're going to drop a pin in Garbage Island so we can find it later on Google Maps. Uh, And we are going to dive in to season six, episode 17 of Friends, the one with Unagi, which very disappointingly does not include any freshwater eel. Mm -hmm. There's mention, but there's no freshwater eel. So... um, we start at the perks. So everybody do a shot of espresso. Um, Joey's complaining about only getting a 20% tip. Um, which now I... Um, I find... Because I've always been a 20% minimum tipper, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and now I find it like... So often they're just like... 
um, handing you the thing to do, like, which yeah. Canadians are accustomed to. This is how you've always, for years, paid for things in Canada is you don't hand them the card. They bring you the little handheld machine or whatever. Right. I feel like that's happening more and more often now. And I was just like reflexively tipping 20% on the thing because that's what I do. Yeah. But I think I've always tipped 20% after tax. And I think those things calculate it before tax. Okay. So now I've been trying to do 22 or 25 if that's an option. Oh, okay. Anyway. In any case, Joey's mad about a 20% tip because he needs more money because he needs new headshots. Um, he's he's in some financial trouble. Also, he gets in trouble. Gunther <laughs> yells at him, but we'll talk yeah, more about that yeah. in, a, in a minute. Um, Phoebe, then, so after the titles, Phoebe and Rachel come back to the perk. They've just taken a self-defense class. Um... Ross is on his karate bullshit again, and he claims that there's a, uh, a Co- concept, a concept, a Japanese concept of constant awareness yeah. called unagi, which yeah. he's clearly making up or maybe, maybe misremembering. Which, uh, because as they point out, um, weirdly, I don't know. I was taking notes. Is it Phoebe who points out that it's freshwater eel? Because Phoebe's vegetarian. Like, why would she? No, but I guess maybe she knows. Yeah, I mean you know, and you're vegetarian. Yeah, Yeah, so point out that it's freshwater eel, which is correct and it's delicious, and I want some right now. Um, uh, But he's saying no. It's like you have to be aware all the time. It's not not enough to just take a self defense class that teaches you what to do when you know an attacker is coming. You have to be aware of an attacker. This is this is a bad storyline for Ross. It is. (laughs) Just didn't have anything for him to do this week, I guess. Chandler's looking for a Valentine's Day present uh, two weeks late because they agreed to make he and Monica agreed to make each other yeah and presents. Monica working at a restaurant had to work the weekend of Valentine's so they're of course, doing yeah. it later yeah that makes sense um, but it turns out Monica forgot to make a present too because Chandler's like we have to make the whole thing right Monica's like yeah of course and then she's like oh shit I forgot I had to make something yeah um, my first thought well I like okay. <laughs> Where Chandler ends up would be a good idea if he actually made it. We'll get to that later. Um, my first thought oh, yes, was yes. one or both of them should just pop on into color, color, me, color me Mine. Oh, my God. I can't say Color Me Mine. Um, they should pop into Color Me Mine. I don't think they had Color Me Mine in New York in the mid-90s. This is 2000. 2000. Hold on. Well, now I know we're supposed to be trying to rush through this episode, but now I have to look up the history. But, yeah, there, if not Color Me Mine, the, the branded store they had other places that you paint you pick ceramics out and you paint them okay well color me mine does not even have a wikipedia page so now i have to look up this is so but there were other ones so we had we had several um where i grew up like one was called crafts for kids but it was basically a paint place um i'm also looking at i didn't realize this i'm looking at color me color me mine and realizing, is this just a Los Angeles thing? It might be local. Because I look at, they have multiple locations, but they're all in SoCal. Yeah. But yes, um, I'm sure they had something like that in New York City. Yeah, so, wait, no, they have locations all over. Okay. But I don't know, I can't find the history in like... Like the corporate... Yeah, like when, when were they founded? Mm-hmm. That's, what I'm tra- that's what I was trying to find. Okay, no, they do have... Color Me Mine, like, all over U.S. and Canada. Um, do you hear Jimmy John's is going to be expanding all over Canada? 
350-something locations by 2030 or something. Oh, okay. Founded in 1991. All right. So, yeah. Color Me Mine provides would-be artists with a studio and supplies to create their own ceramic masterpieces. All right. So, there was probably a Color Me Mine in New York in 2000. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Into the mic. (laughs) Okay. I love this. The first Color Me Mine store opens in 1992. In 1996, the company is acquired by Kukuru Incorporated. But Color Me Mine still exists and Kukuru doesn't. Yes. Now, okay, now that's another, like... But Kukuru is a restaurant. Was. Yeah. Um... Let's see. The last location in Santa Monica, California closed in 2014. Okay. But Kukuru, I mean, I don't Kukuru know. Kukuru was in crisis, closing restaurants and laying off employees. Uh, okay, so then it was bought again by Mike Mooslin. Okay. And then Duncan Enterprises. And then um, Chesapeake Ceramics, where it remains. Color Me Mine was. Yes. Okay. Because I'm looking at Kukuru, which I thought was just an L.A. thing, but I guess they had locations at their height in Florida, Nevada, of course, uh, New Jersey, and Bayside, New York. Okay. Um, so for people who don't know Kukuru, how would you describe it? It's a California chicken concept, like yeah. counter, yeah. um, ordering, but like, I don't even know if people like understand what that means. California chicken, like mm-hmm. you get basically the like wraps, roast, roasted chicken in various forms. So yeah. you can get a salad. Usually with avocado and Jack cheese, which is kind of what makes it California. Yeah. Um, you yeah. get a salad, you can get it a bowl, you yeah. can get it a wrap, but it's like roast, roast chicken. Yeah. I, I loved Kukuru, but I also don't miss it that much because we still have California Chicken Cafe here in Los Angeles, which is essentially the exact same concept. Right. Um, uh, do you know you know Scott Ackerman? Mm-hmm. Do you know Do you remember his comedy album Kukuru's Greatest Hits? No. It was It was never officially released because it was a copyright infringement. But he basically cho- just took an existing album of like chill out like music yeah and then just over the course of the album would be like number 35 (laughs) (laughs) it was so like sitting in a cuckoo and like listening to music and then uh and it it just that's that's the entire it's an entire like 48 minute album we have the cd somewhere that's very funny um it's very very funny and i told you the joke about um esther Esther Pravitsky, um, no, had a date. <laughs> oh, that was California Chicken, Chicken Cafe. Cafe. Yeah, um, yeah, her her date took her out to somewhere he said was a nice restaurant, and it was a California Chicken yeah, Cafe. Yeah, no it, place where you order at a counter is a nice but restaurant. But because they were like seventeen, like she thought it was like like that was like a nice restaurant compared to like McDonald's or Burger King, right? For him, and she wore like. Yeah like a little black dress and heels to go to California Chicken Cafe. I love it. Yeah. What would you have considered a nice restaurant at the age of 17 that now you don't think it would be a nice restaurant? Like, or is it, and also, is this like snobby of us to talk about? I mean, I are think, we like privileged? Like, I mean, I, my family's like fancy restaurant was like Red Lobster and now it's like okay. kind of gross and like kind of like a joke a little bit. Even though, like, I stand but, by the biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, the biscuits are good. I don't know. You and I took your parents to Red Lobster less than a year ago, like, last summer. Yeah. And it wasn't very good. It was bad. <laughs> like, I, I thought I knew, it was going to be good. I knew about Ruth's Chris, and I knew that that was, like... I've never been to a Ruth's Chris. 
very, very fancy and expensive steakhouse. Yeah, I feel like I probably would have thought of, when I was at that age, I probably would have thought of Macaroni Grill as a nice restaurant Mm -hmm. or even an Outback in a way Yeah, because they were dim, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And Macaroni Grill had the like... um, those paper table cloth things that they change oh, every drawn? time. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, like, it seemed like a level of like service that I wasn't used to. Now, this is why I feel like I'm, we're like privileged snobs. Olive because, Garden was kind of like that okay. too. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is like there are people all over the country who still think of those as nice restaurants and yeah. we shouldn't be judging. No, you know? we're not. Yeah. Applebee's has really like embraced its date night. Uh, do you know about this? Have you heard about the date night thing? Is it like a deal where you get... You spend... Two hundred dollars. Oh my god! At an Applebee's? No, no. You spend two hundred dollars for a pass. Okay. And you can get it's basically a thirty dollar gift card a week for fifty two weeks. So if you go once a week, it's like an insanely good deal. Wow. If you go seven times in a year, it pays for itself. Wow. But it's basically like it's date night. So the idea Including is Including drinks? You, no, it does not include alcohol. No. Okay. Yeah. But it's still like if you and I went out on a date to Applebee's, yeah. the $30 would cover our entrees and yeah. then we'd just be paying for drinks or whatever, which yeah. is I think what they want is to get people in. But, that but it's would like if you were going to necessitate going to Applebee's like more than five times in a year, which is you, not something that Yeah. In order to make it worthwhile, you would have to go minimum seven times. Yeah. But you could go as many as 52 times in a year. Right. And save a ton of money. Right. Yeah, I guess if we lived, like, next door to an Applebee's... <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I would do it to just save money. Yeah, you just get a salad. Yeah. Uh, get a couple of salads, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we I'm are... I'm not going to go out of my way to go to Applebee's. I don't even know where the nearest one is, actually. Probably Cha- Burbank. Yeah, Burbank. Okay, I can't even picture one, though. Chain restaurants... Because <sighs> we're within the Los Angeles city limits, so sit-down chain restaurants are weirdly hard to come by. But they're all in Burbank. Except for Burbank, yeah, yeah. which is not in the city of Los Angeles. And Northridge has tons of them. Okay, right. there's yeah. one in Chatsworth. Oh, okay, Chatsworth. Yeah. Well, I'll be yeah. there Friday. Maybe 17, I'll go. 17-minute <laughs> 17 drive, so we we should do this $200 deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, now we're way off. Um, blah, blah, blah. They should go to Color Me Mine, I wrote. Friends and uh, Mothers, if anyone has ever done this um, Applebee's date night. Well, it's brand new. Okay. They if, just started if offering it. If anyone does it, let us know. I'm dying to know how it goes. Yeah, and also, um, have you ever been to, or do you even know what Color Me Mine or Cuckoo Roo are or were? <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't we say we were going to make this snappy? I know. Scott's going to have to wait for the... Battleship Retention episode I'm recording tonight. Um, okay. No, but I can, I can pick it up. Uh, Joey tries to make money by signing up for medical experiments. Some, so this is something he used to do earlier in his life. Uh, they're not taking any right now, even though he hits on the receptionist. Yeah. It still doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't, doesn't find any joy there. But it uh, turns out there's a current one going on that pays $2,000, but it's only for identical twins. Well, it so. just says twins, right? No, it's identical twins. Okay. Well, I because know it that comes eventually up. is, but I think it says twins, and then the doctor says it needs to be identical. Oh, and I thought we knew from Joey, the beginning it was identical. But Joey didn't. No, I think he thought that he and okay. Carl looked enough alike. <laughs> we'll get to it. I thought that was the joke. Okay. Um, 
Phoebe and Rachel are coming home and Ross jumps out and scares them because he's got nothing else to do this week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, is he still like on sabbatical from the museum for his yeah. anger issues? Yeah. Like, get to work, Ross. Yeah. Uh, he tries to scare Monica, but she doesn't care because she has Unagi. Um, at Joey's audition, it's a bunch of guys who look alike and um, he uh, picks out of the crowd uh louis mandalore yeah whom you might recognize probably mostly from my big, big fat greek, greek wedding, wedding but he's been in a ton the of entire, stuff entire uh yeah series yeah he's on all of them I, I haven't seen the third or, one okay yeah but he was also on my big fat greek life the sitcom the short-lived sitcom do you remember that uh, yes but i never, I never watched I never it yeah yeah it's the it's like okay. the whole cast okay. um and uh Oh, I think maybe not Andrea Martin for some reason. That's I can't too remember. Bad. She's, um, she's the best. She's the yeah. Best. Um, I actually I was a PA on a movie that Louis Mandalore's brother Costas Mandalore was oh. was in. Nice guy. Um, I like the Mandalores. Um, Chandler comes over to Ross's to ask him for his advice on a present, uh, and then it turns out Phoebe and Rachel are hiding behind the curtains in Ross's apartment, and they scare him um, because he doesn't have Unagi, or as Rachel says, salmon skin roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is a salmon skin roll? I, like I know what a salmon roll is. What like? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a. I mean, New York has the like you know how New York like East yeah. Coast has its own like Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like we don't get a lot of poo poo platters out here in Los Angeles. That feels like a. Like a New York Chinese thing. So maybe they have their own sushi as well. Salmon skin roll. Yeah, it's a thing. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, it fr- looks it looks just like a California roll. Huh. Um, friends and mothers go to sushi order. Mm. Um, I generally like like I don't I I don't usually like to do the super like so every once in a while I'll be in the mood for like a dragon roll or something. But like mm-hmm. the rolls that have a bunch of shit on All them, the crunchies and the mayonnaise. Yeah. And the- Normally I want to keep it pretty simple. I want to get some miso soup. I want <laughs> some rice. I want like spicy tuna or something and i want some unagi that's kind of like the main okay. that's what i want really so i want either a veggie roll or an avocado roll um no no fish i'm a vegetarian um it's not okay to eat fish they do have feelings <laughs> uh and i like inari which is um bean curd like tofu skin around oh. rice what's the egg thing that you get sometimes that's because um, that's really good yeah Toma- uh yamato yamato tomato to, yeah, you know, you say you say Yamato, Yamato, something. Anyway, that's dumb. Um, oh, tamago, Japanese tamago, tamago egg. It's like yeah. kind of a sweet little. Yeah, it's really good. Thing. Yeah. I, th- I think I learned about it from you. Yeah. Um, Chandler's in the bedroom looking for a last-minute gift. He once again, the second time in the episode, he tries to do something with a hanger. Yeah. And it's nothing. Yeah. He almost takes Joey's advice from earlier in the episode and cuts the uh, uh monica's underwear to be crotchless <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but then he finds a mixtape in his closet and he says mixtape um and monica's very touched by the mixtape but she presents um one of phoebe's sock bunnies this came up earlier this is when, what, what phoebe offered like hey you can take one of my sock bunnies yeah. uh and so chandler obviously catches her in a lie and she feels terrible and she's like i'll uh, make you any food you want and I'll perform any uh, degrading sex act you want mm-hmm. um, uh, and it just keeps she feels so bad it just keeps going like the yeah. next night she's making more stuff yeah. she's making cake she's doing all this stuff 
um, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Chandler's being a, being terrible by not by letting her, letting this happen. Yeah, when he's he's, he's just yeah, as much yeah. Um, but then I left really hard because Carl Lewis Mandalore <laughs> comes strolling in exactly like. Darren Kramer's intern. Yes, yes. <laughs> Kramer Kramer's says, "Hey, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> so he comes in pretending to be Joey. Um, Joey is like mad at Carl for being bad at the job or whatever. Um, uh, let's see. Phoebe and Rachel come home and they beat up Ross. Oh yeah, Ross is waiting in their apartment yeah. and they catch him and then they beat him up and they pin him down. Um, let's see. Joey and Carl go to the medical thing and they're not accepted. Um, uh, Monica. So the next, yeah, this is the next night. Monica's still making stuff, and she made uh, mac and cheese with cut up hot dogs, which yeah. is one of Chandler's favorite dishes. Yeah. Which um, two things? Um, you know the like. Uh, oh, a what? Are the, what is it? They say like a a, a a soy latte something is a three bean soup. What is it? A soy. What would it be? Another bean. Soybean? Yeah, soybean and a coffee bean. Yeah. A something a soy something latte is like a three bean stew because it's three different beans. Okay. So my favorite version of those that, that I've talked to you about yeah. is that like macaroni and cheese with cut up hot dogs <laughs> technically qualifies as a carbonara because yeah. it's a pasta in cream sauce with pork. Yeah, but my argument is I thought carbonara always had like the egg the egg yolk like the yeah maybe i don't know i just mixed. think it's funny isn't that the whole point is like it's like a runny egg and you mix it all together i don't know if that is the whole point but that is carbonara. yeah that is a good yeah um, um but yeah, yeah friends, friends and mothers what's a what's a carbonara no I, i'm okay oh i feel like i already know that that's what it is I'm no just, i know that you know but i want to hear what they okay. say okay um so yeah that's an early props to the props department because we actually see the mac and cheese yeah. With cut up hot dogs in it. It's a yeah. big bowl of it. And I, the other thing that reminds cut up hot dogs always reminds me of my dad's yes. go-to dish, yes. which, um, like, sounds weird, but if you think about it, is delicious. Because um, my dad wasn't like that great uh, uh, a cook, but when the cooking was left to him, one of his go-to things was to just like get cornbread mix and make a pan of cornbread, but with cut up hot dogs in it, which is essentially just. A corn dog in a different corn dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not like a crazy I should, idea. I should make that for you, like as a treat. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to make hot dogs. I would make vegan, and products. I wouldn't want to eat vegan hot dogs. Yeah. I eat a lot of vegan food, but with you, but like vegan hot dogs. Hot dogs are so processed; they taste exactly like no, the vegan version. They do not. Yes, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I have, I have tried. Um. Yeah, I think I like. I still like. I like a lot of vegan food, but I've like lost interest in a lot of those like proteins. Those like fake proteins. I'd rather just have something that doesn't have animal. Just vegetables. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like Impossible or. Um, yeah. What's the other one? Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't need things that replicate. Yeah, just have meat. vegetables. Yeah. Um, Some of them are good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But we love, like, there's a lot of, like, Indian food that just, mm-hmm. like, doesn't have any animal stuff yeah. in it. It's good. Um, I completely forgot where I was. Uh, da, da, da. So that she decides to play Chandler's mixtape, mm-hmm. and it turns out it's a mixtape that Janice made for Chandler and recorded it herself 
cooing sweet nothings yeah. to Chandler yeah. in her voice. Uh, Maggie Wheeler obviously showed up and, and recorded this. It's it's terrific. It's hilarious. Um, there's a very funny scene where Ross goes to Phoebe and Rachel's, Rachel's self-defense instructor to look for t- tips on how to attack women. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Okay, okay. Um, uh, that's very funny. Um, Chandler somehow briefly gets Monica to forgive him, which I don't know. I don't know that I buy, but it's just to set up the next joke where she like hugs him and then Janice starts talking again. Yeah. <laughs> or singing. Oh, yeah, she's singing My Funny Valentine. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, Monica's mad, and then at the end, the tag at the end is that Ross attacks two women on the street he thinks are Phoebe and Rachel. Yeah. And there's also a funny bit in, like, explaining why Phoebe and Rachel are watching, like, sitting at the window at the park is because someone's taken their seat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the whole episode. Any of the stray observations, or should we move on to funniest moments? Um, let's move on. Oh, I did have a... I'm sorry. Oh, please, please. I'm sorry. I did have a stray observation, and okay. that was... Um, I was kind of grossed out by the um, incorporation of the sock bunny into like the dirty sex acts. I know because it's Phoebe's sock. It's Phoebe's sock bunny. Yeah. And they're like, we need to wash this sock bunny. Like, yeah. I, I didn't like that. What do you think they did with it? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why would they have to wash it? I hope Phoebe washed it before she made a, yeah. a puppet out but of if it. They wa- if they put it through the machine, like all of the... Like pipe cleaners are gonna come yeah, off. Yeah, they probably have to soak it yeah. cold water in the hand wash that. Yeah. sex bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Funniest moments. Um, I'm starting. Okay. So uh, Gunther is yelling at uh, Joey for chatting with his friends on his shift. He says that guy's been waiting for ten minutes for his coffee for ten minutes. He's complained about you three times. Uh, and then <laughs> Joey, when Gunther walks away, sips the guy's coffee and says, "Now where was I?" <laughs> Um, I think this is stealing from you because you laughed out loud for this. But um, when Chandler is trying to figure out what to make for uh, Monica, and he asks Ross, and Ross says, "Well, can I, can I have the quote exactly?" Yeah. Why don't you make one of your little jokes? He said, "I can't figure out what to make Monica. You can make her one of your little jokes." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you stole that from me. Yeah. Um, this is. This isn't even a joke. It was just something that Lisa Kudrow said that made me laugh really hard. And I don't know if it was just like an ad lib or whatever. But when she offers the sock bunny, she says, I've started making these little sock bunnies. Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) And she pulls the bunny out of her purse. Yeah, oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, is she impressed by how cute it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and we talked about when Ross approaches the um, self-defense teacher and he says, I tried attacking two women. It didn't work. (laughs) Um, uh, there's a funny bit when when Joey and Carl are waiting to go in the previous uh, uh, like set of identical twins come out you know yeah and then they turn like you hear the doctor say like thanks for coming in and they turn around in unison and wave yes yes all right that's it oh I also have um, when Joey's trying to like figure out ways to donate like things from his body he says Maybe they want some blood or spit. <laughs> um, and then finally, um, Joey says to Carl, pizza. We like pizza. Get out. When he's like bossing him around. And then um, also 
This wasn't a funny moment. This seemed odd when Ross said, remember when I had a monkey? Like, yeah. they usually don't do those kind of, like, self-referential jokes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I didn't... You didn't like, like it? I didn't like it. Uh, should we move on to Friends with Make It Fashion? Yeah. Um, the only thing... I start. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to... <laughs> the only thing I wrote down was the uh, medical experiment receptionist had a red sweater that had a simple black line across the chest and then the number 2000 right oh, in the yeah, middle. yeah, I did see that. And I was Interesting. Like, because it's the year 2000. It's the year 2000. Yeah, people were proud of it. I guess it's so. A big deal. <laughs> um, Phoebe has a, like a faux fur coat over her self-defense oh, right, workout yeah. clothes. I liked it. Um, uh, should we go under the umbrella? Yeah, what do you got? Um... Phoebe, she says, like, I used to beg for money. Right. Um, also, um, <laughs> Rachel doesn't like the idea of other people sitting in their seats. They've yeah. had issues before. They yeah. make this coffee shop a public space. Yeah. Their living room. Uh, Janice, we get some Janice. Yeah. Um, discussion of crotchless panties in front of Ross. And he's like. Oh, right. Yeah. That's my girlfriend and his sister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also get a how you doing and also how are you doing, Carl? Um, Carl's mistake. Uh, and also there's another reference to karate. Yes. That's and then, new, yeah, I guess yeah. we mentioned the mention of Marcel the monkey. Yeah. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. Okay. We are back from our quick break and it's time to jump in to Garbage Island. How I Met, How I Met Your Mother, season six, episode 17, Garbage Island. Natalie, take it away. So Ted uh, is at the airport in Hong Kong in the year 2021. Yeah. He's stuck in the airport and he runs into Wendy the waitress. Yeah. And it's weird that he doesn't recognize her. I was like, what a, what a douche. Yeah. So then the whole episode, we're going to figure out how they got there. Yeah. Um, but we're back in present time of yeah. the show. It's weird that he's in Hong Kong in 2021 and no one was wearing a mask. But I guess they didn't, <laughs> they didn't foresee know. Yeah. a global pandemic? <laughs> no. Interesting. Um, okay, so meanwhile, Nora had fun at Laser Tag. And uh, Barney asked her to go out for a drink. And she says, like, not tonight. But uh, Barney just, like, tuned her out after that because he felt rejected so yeah. she actually said like you should call me like let's let's hang out again next time but barney immediately has such thin skin that he's immediately rejected all, all he hears is wah, 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 like the like, charlie brown yeah. um so let's see meanwhile ted just started dating zoe and he goes into a story of their dating <laughs> it was a funny moment where uh wendy said how's your meat like their dinner but he thinks how'd you meet so he goes yeah. into like the whole story of how they met um and i love that robert even tries to stop him like oh, yeah, Ted, she didn't. She, yeah. <laughs> um yeah robin's like truly like the voice of reason normally she's yeah. like the wackiest but in these few episodes no, i she's think she's just... always the voice of reason when it comes to guns yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. um marshall has been quiet and he's like losing interest in what he loves um which you know we know that he's grieving he's very much right. in the grieving process from his father um 
they're also in like a dry spell sex wise and Lily's hard up. Lily's hard up. Um, Barney has um, the weird skill of being able to tell like how long it's been since someone has had sex. Yeah. Um, he he under he sees Lily's like right away and he estimates like the five weeks and three days and two hours or something. Yeah. And then with Robin, he like takes a look at her and he's like eighteen weeks. And he says, like, he wants her backslide sex, basically. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll throw you on. Yeah. And. there's a, I don't know if it's in your funniest moments, but um, when he guesses Lily's five weeks and three days, whatever you said. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, you should work for a carnival. And he's like, I tried. They're weirdly strict about background checks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but Robin knows that he's, like, super into Nora. He can't even say her name without smiling. Yeah. Um, Marshall can't sleep. Um, so he's watching a um, a documentary about Garbage Island, which is in the Great Pacific, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is a true thing that still is very, very real. Yeah. It's only gotten bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. It's an environmental catastrophe, as discussed on the show. Um, and so this kind of triggers his um, go- going back to wanting to his passion for like saving the planet, what he wanted to do from the beginning. He wanted to be an environmental lawyer. So he's going environmental and he wants to uh, do a presentation at GNB, like a reduced carbon footprint and a new green initiative. And he wants um, um, he wants the bar to start recycling right um let's see ted sees the captain and the captain um is pissed off about losing zoe and he wants to find out who the scoundrel is who stole her yeah he doesn't know that it's actually ted um ted is reckoning with being the bad guy in this situation um because he's always like the good romantic guy um lily tries to seduce marshall um, Robin tries to catch Barney in a lie and says like, oh, um, Nora's going on a date at Cafe L'Amour and Barney goes there and like tries to find no, Yeah, don't, don't. That's in my we'll get that later. Yeah. Actually mine too. Um, Barney then smashes his phone. Um, <clears throat> the, the, so Marshall gives a presentation at work and it goes bad nearly he nearly got fired, but because he's in mourning, um, Bob Odenkirk, what's his name? Uh, Arthur. Arthur fires poor... Um, Meeker? Meeker. Um, so Meeker gets fired because of Marshall's presentation. Um, okay. The captain decides that the scoundrel is the doorman. He's, he has a mustache and he's always winking. Um, Ted reasons with the captain saying like you guys aren't really meant to be because she doesn't like boats um, yeah Marsh- okay, why, why so, couldn't she like boats yeah um, <laughs> when Lily's trying to seduce Marshall she puts like a um, she has like a bunch of tall boys of his favorite beer on ice yeah and he's like obsessed with the rings from the um, right yeah from the can't the um 
what are those called? Just like the plastic rings. Yeah. yeah. So he's obsessed with that, like because he know he just watched that documentary, and it's going to end up like around a fish's neck or a turtle's neck, and so he goes dumpster diving to find the can ring so he can cut it up. Um, I remember cutting up those like yeah yeah all the time. Now I don't as I mean, a child. They don't have they don't, those. I don't anymore. think they may have them anymore. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would I would always cut those up. Um, Barney failed Robin's test and he demands Nora's phone number and Robin says go get her <laughs> um, Ted feels bad about stealing Zoe he's the bad guy um, Marshall ultimately we find out that he is sad that his dad won't see him become an environmental lawyer and right. that he died while he was working in this horrible corporate you know environment and not living his dream because he was so proud of him um, and for that reason he doesn't want a baby right now because he's stuck where he is and um, he's not ready to start a family in this kind of state in this phase of his life yeah. um, meanwhile uh, let's see um, yeah Meeker hates Marshall like runs out and sees in front of McLaren's, he sees Wendy trying to pull out the 80-pound um, bags of recycling, which yeah. has... So McLaren's hasn't been recycling this entire Apparently time. Apparently not. Which is shocking. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, like criminal, really. Um, so then they bond over hating Erickson <laughs> together, which is why Wendy is at the airport with Meeker going on their like second honeymoon or whatever yeah yeah um and then wendy says like oh um did you and zoe get married he's like no i married someone else let me tell you about it and she's like oh we gotta go <laughs> yeah that's um, <laughs> yeah um yeah but he also says like it ended poorly with yeah with zoe right so, yeah, we'll find that out. And then um, there's an earlier joke about phones do making hologram. Um, uh, like you can talk to holograms from yeah. your cell phone in the yeah. year 2021, which we don't have that technology. I mean, I'm sure they probably could make the technology. Yeah, I just I don't think anyone really wants it. Yeah, that's true. And then that's how the episode ends. Uh, yeah. A um, couple of stray observations. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to point out, um, so Charlene Amoya, who plays Wendy and has played Wendy since the beginning of the show, she asks what happened with you and Zoe. Mm -hmm. So obviously she doesn't know. She must have fallen in love with Mika and run off right away. Right away. This is... This is Charlene Amoy's last episode. This is episode. the last time we see her. Yeah. Okay. Which I feel bad for the actress. Yeah. You know, she had a steady job and then just for this one... Anyway. Um, not a steady job, but anyway. Uh, the other thing that I loved... Um, there's a moment when Barney... Barney comes to Robin's apartment. She thinks he's coming to throw her one, but yeah. he wants the number because yeah. he can't read what he wrote because he wrote, ripped it up. Yeah. And there's a bit of like bickering over Robin's handwriting that is like, it's very cute. It's just like this reminder that, that like they used they, to be a couple they and they love each other love each still other. Yeah. In, in a way. It's a very cute little like, in, in what language is that a five or <laughs> whatever? Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to move on to Funniest Moments? 
I only have one and you can't take it because it's the funniest moment of the entire, of both shows combined. Okay. Um, you can start then. Oh, you're supposed to go first. Okay. Um, when the captain says, beneath this lustrous mane, I wear the horns of a cuckold. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Kyle McLaughlin's great and they wrote such good lines for him. There's more. Um... Yeah, when he oh, I don't know if you have the rapscallion. Thing. He's a rake, a rogue, a rapscallion. <laughs> That's what Ted says. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, Ted, rapscallion, I'd be going yeah. a little too far." But I think scoundrel is such a good word that people don't use enough in modern yeah. parlance because I feel like. What about blackguard? No. Oh, okay. No, scoundrel. I like okay. scoundrel. I'm gonna start using it. I like blackguard. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Barney finds out that Robin was lying about Nora having a date at Café L'Amour, because he says, I happen to be at Café L'Amour tonight from 5 p.m. to closing, reading a newspaper with two holes cut in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) That is the funniest joke of both episodes. Maybe the funniest joke of this entire season. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, you get such a visual. And it's... It's just so cartoonish. so cartoonish. Hilarious. Um... I like when uh, Captain says to Ted, other girls like boats, don't they? <laughs> and Ted says yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I like Ted's spit take when um, when the captain is, like, threatening to, like, murder the scoundrel. Oh, right. He does, like, a spit take, and then he just says, oh, that's damn good brandy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. All right, let's move on to How I Met Your Mother Make It Fashion. Nada. Oh, I have... Um, two. Okay. I liked, and I feel like you're not going to like it, uh, Robin's silk blouse that she's wearing in the last couple scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I also really like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, now that my favorite color is yellow. I don't care if it's childish for a 41-year-old man to have a favorite color. <laughs> I love the color yellow. And, um... The captain, the first time we see him, there's two big scenes. The first time he's wearing a yellow sweater that I loved. It's, um, I think, I googled it, I think it's called an Aran sweater. A-R-A-N, named after the uh, island of Aran off the coast of Scotland. Okay. Because I guess that's where those types of sweaters originated. Um, I don't know, you have to ask the menswear guy on Twitter if I'm right. Um, Now, did you know about menswear guy? Is that... I think you've told me okay. about him. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we've um, talked about him on this show. We've talked about menswear guy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's called an Aaron sweater, but I loved it. I covet it. Because he has, like, a political viewpoint as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he likes to make fun of a lot of conservatives yeah. um, for the way they dress. Um, all right. What's under the umbrella? Oh, I go first. Um, I guess, yeah, I already talked about Wendy. I should have done... Yeah, Wendy. Uh yeah, we kind of already talked about the whole Wendy thing um, and the teasing that it didn't end well with Zoe and teasing that, you know, the the mother story, which is the premise of the entire sitcom. Uh, that's mostly what I had for what's under the umbrella. Yeah. Also, like, a return to Marshall's principles. And this is, like, an ongoing, yeah. um, like, from the start, like, uh, Marshall has kind of wrestled with this. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think his career with GNB will come to an end soon. Yeah. Do you think Which maybe... Good for him. Do you think maybe they'll get another uh, 
sketch comedy legend to play his boss at the other uh oh, his other job i certainly hope so maybe someone that um you, you like to say you're friends with because you met him once <laughs> weird al no no sketch comedy legend um because i met him once yeah you met him once and he's your friend now uh all right cool. i don't know you'll have to guess uh okay you know i don't like these yeah no i don't want you to uh, all right, so we move on to uh, similarities between the two episodes then? Uh, yes. I have, oh, you know, you go first. You go um, first. Okay. Um, <laughs> just uh, game show hosts, when um, Phoebe and Rachel are, like, deciding which game show host they they can, um, whose ass they could kick. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds like they're saying, like, it sounds like they're saying, who would you, like, who can get it? Yeah. But they're saying, like, who can get it? Yeah. 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 Um, but wait, what was the game show host in How I Met Your Mother? Did I miss? Well, like Bob Barker. Oh, okay. Not in this episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because I do them more generally. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, also, panties. <laughs> the captain scares the panties off of Ted. <laughs> That's and right. also, Joey wants crotchless panties <laughs> yeah. as the gift. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, this is... Yeah, I think this is a good one. Robin says to Barney, you are so smitten. And do you remember when Phoebe calls Monica a smitten kitten? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Also, kinky sex with puppets and with um, plastic can rings. <laughs> Lily wants to use. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, he's like, what'd you do with those? And she's like, yeah. oh, I threw them away, but we can use handcuffs or something. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, that's in the same um, vein. I had ladies seducing their bows. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. How I, I Met, met your, your Mother. mother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't like the raw storyline, no. um, but this this episode had Kyle McLaughlin. It had... Uh, Barney being smitten, which is always um, cute. Yeah. Uh, and it had the funniest line of <laughs> the entire series yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's catch up on our correspondence because Yay! we do have a fair amount of correspondence. All right. So um, I'm not going to go in any particular order. I'm just going to go by app <laughs> or method because people reach out in different ways. Um, let's see. Uh, I think I actually told you this, um, but our friend Steph reached out to us about our um, sort of ongoing question about Thai restaurants and which like parts of the country have okay. lots of Thai restaurants. Okay. And it turns out a lot of parts of the country and a lot of parts of the world have um, many Thai restaurants because in the early 2000s, there was actually a government program in Thailand yes. to A, train people to cook Thai food, yes. and B train people and partially fund people to move abroad and open restaurants it was a sort of cuisine diplomacy or something like that that they and it worked there's thai food everywhere yeah and we're all the better for it yeah. so um that's great uh so that was on instagram over at blue sky okay tell me i can't remember if we did this one or not uh because we had talked about coffee orders or coffee places. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about Philip saying um, he goes to a local coffee franchise in North Texas called 151 Co uh, Coffee 
And he usually gets a basic caramel macchiato. I don't think we did. Okay, so that was what Philip said. Okay. And then... Sounds good. And then this I didn't tell you about. I wanted to tell you so bad. Okay. Um, but uh, speaking of people that are our friends because... <laughs> that we say our friends because we met or sat near once. Okay. We... You remember we went to see Josh Radner do a show? Yes. And we sat at one table over from his girlfriend. Yes. Well, she's not his girlfriend anymore. They got married. They got married early January, outdoors in the middle of a snowstorm. It was. They decided not to like call it off. Their guests, including Allison Hannigan, um, bundled up and stood out in the snowstorm for their the 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 vows and everything but the the reception was was inside um uh but um they talked a lot <laughs> look uh josh redner and jordana jacobs were married outdoors this month amid a snowstorm snowstorm with their 164 snow drenched guests shivering in the 20 degree evening air as dr jacobs read a 10 minute monologue about her beloved and mr radner responded with a 10 minute soliloquy oh my gosh. also you should you should read this whole new york times story yeah let me see that um, photo uh, that's them after they're married oh, walking uh, um, in the snow. Um, like, they sound like, I mean, a younger me would have rolled my eyes a lot. Now I just think this is very cute. Yeah. Like, they are, because they met, it has a whole, the story has a whole thing about how they met. They met at like a retreat where they were both like on like mushrooms. And so this sort of like spiritual mumbo jumbo self-help stuff is like, in their relationship like yeah. at the, the party the night before their wedding all of the guests had to write their intentions on a card and then toss it into the fire I love, <laughs> like, I love this stuff too yeah. but like literally like five years ago ten years ago easily I would have rolled my eyes so hard at all this but now I love it I yeah. think that's great yeah. I think it's fantastic yeah. um, so good for Josh Redner and Jordana Jacobs good for uh, oh yeah and she's a uh, doctor she's a, um, a therapist she's a psychologist Amazing. Or psychiatrist. I can't remember what she is. I think she's a psychologist. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, this picture is adorable of them in, in, in the snow. Uh, anyway, what was I... Okay, more more uh, correspondence. correspondence. So, Yuhani, we haven't heard from Yuhani in a while. But he said about our last... Ep- or the last episode we covered, of, uh, which was the one that could have been part two... He says, not the best episode of Friends, but at least that Ross storyline, this is about the threesome and everything, is the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching this show, so that's something. Come to think of it, maybe it's the only time I've ever felt bad for him. Uh, And then Yohani goes on to say, the biggest misstep in my underage drinking was trying some disgusting fruit liqueurs, but mostly I stuck Mm -hmm. to beer and ciders. Mm -hmm. When I could buy my own drinks, I briefly got into Vat 69 because of Ron Livingston's character in Band of Brothers, then White Russians because of the dude, then Screwdrivers because of Ordell Robbie, uh, Samuel Jackson's character from Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, Yeah, wait, did we have that question? Yeah, that was the question. Because we talked about Boone's Farm and Zima and drinks that we thought were good when we were underage drinkers. But I think I brought up that I would drink scotch and water Right. Because of Hitchcock characters and then also Michael Fassbender's character in Inglorious Bastards drinks scotch and water, but that's supposed to be a Hitchcock reference. And I drink Tom Collins because of right. Faye Dunaway Okay, yes, we, t- we talked about all this, yes. yeah. Um, and then Yuhani mentioned some older co- uh, callbacks that we probably... Um, forgot about. Forgot about. Um, 
Teenage Dirtbag kicks ass, but apparently not many of their other songs do. There was a period when you couldn't go to a thrift store or see without seeing the used CD bin yeah. um, at a record store without... Yeah, anyway. Um, he also says... And I don't like this that he calls me Davey, but anyway. I, I guess, call you Davey. I know, you call and me. And that's your Twitter name, so get over it. Yeah, you're right. Um, he says... Funny that Davey said he'd consider a Roadrunner tattoo, because I myself have been considering a Wile E. Coyote tattoo. I like his Sisyphean nature. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm with you. I'm You're with, with you, honey. Right. Yes. I've always felt bad yeah. for him, for yeah. Wile E. Coyote. Um, no, the Ro- Roadrunner is cool. It's in his nature to try Be a to... loser. Yeah. No. He's a huge loser. No. Roadrunner is a winner. The coyote is a predatory animal. Like, he's just trying to... But this one, Wiley Coyote, is not very good at it. No, and that's why... He's a huge loser. I don't think he's a loser. <laughs> um, and Roadrunner is the winner. I like winners. You know? I'm like Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I like the Roadrunners that didn't get eaten. That's me. Uh, okay. He said... Also, this is funny that you both remember Pocahontas. <laughs> Yeah. He said, I wasn't aware of that film. Yeah. Nice. I wasn't aware of that film before, but I used to go to pub trivia where one of the questions was always porn related. That's fun. Um, he says, I don't know if proud is the word, but let's say I was proud when they asked what the name was of the Pocahontas porn parody. And I deduced that the name had to be <laughs> Pocahontas. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, okay. So that we had two from Steph, one from Philip, one from Yohani. Uh, now we have one from Alex. Alex says, Happy New Year. I have, I have not read this yet, by the way. Okay. Uh, Alex says, Happy New Year. Whilst I remember from a previous episode, being English, I pronounced croissant as croissant anyway, without it sounding pretentious, at least to other Southerners. I guess it's a Southern England thing, mm-hmm. because it's closer to France, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, also, we, of course, have a different drinking age, 18, which must make university rather different over the pond, as you describe. Mm-hmm. After my last day of sixth form college, equivalent of high school seniors, we all went to the pub. 18-year-old students often spent their first week at uni, Freshers Week, going to pubs and nightclubs and often playing drinking games. Our uni even had talks followed by free wine and sandwiches on occasion. At the risk of sounding... Uh, perhaps sounding square compared to raiding liquor cabinets or drinking out of those red cups at wild house parties in American movies, my first drink was a small glass of sparkling wine aged 14 on Millennium Eve with my parents. Then in my late teens, my mom often let me have wine with dinner, usually Liebfraumilch, a German sweet white wine I was told I'd grow out of, but never did. When first going out, although I was never that much into clubbing, I'd drink wine or Alcopops, like Smirnoff Ice or Bacardi Breezers, often <laughs> seen as girly drinks back then. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, reminds me of one of our favorite Kids in the Hall sketches. Girl Drink Drunk? Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, uh, Alex goes on to say, I didn't used to like beer, but I eventually got a taste for cider. Uh, hard cider in American English, I hear? Yeah, because there is a lot of non-alcoholic cider. Yes. So you use hard cider. Uh, going to pub quizzes. A lot of pub quizzes this yeah. episode. Uh, with friends from uni, then Guinness at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and wheat beer at the German Christmas Market, eventually getting into beer and ending up on the committee of my local campaign for real ale branch. Now I have to look up what, can- what campaign for real ale is. Yeah. Are you looking that up? Yeah. Okay. Uh... He also says, my first sushi may have been the kind they have in supermarkets with the baguettes and the snacks to go section. Oh, okay, with the baguettes and, yeah, next to the baguettes. Although I have been to sushi restaurants since. There are many jokes about how many prime ministers Larry the Cat has outlasted. I think he's on his fifth. Remember we talked about Larry the Cat, the 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 royal mouser. Mm-hmm. Or not the royal mouser, because, no, he's the prime minister's mouser. Yeah, 
at, at, at Downing Street, yes. not, not, at, not at the palace. Uh, what's the campaign for Real Ale? Have you found uh, it? It's an independent, voluntary consumer organization headquartered in, headquartered in St. Albans, English, England, which promotes Real Ale, Cider, and Perry in traditional British pubs and clubs. Um, Sounds fun. That's very cool, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm drinking a lot less beer this year. I think I talked about that already. So that's our correspondence. And look at this um, logo. That's Oh, that is a cool logo. That's a cool logo. Yeah. So it's camera, and the C is the... Like the handle the of handle a stein. The handle of a stein, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the words that make that's up the stein. very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Alex, for that. Um, and if I... If you send us any correspondence that I missed, please send it again, because I know that's happened before, and especially when it's been weeks, it might have just gotten lost. Especially, I was at Sundance, so I got a lot of tweets and was tweeting a lot, so could have gotten lost in the tw- if, you, if it's a Twitter thing. Anyway, um, what's the next segment? It's been so long that I forgot what the next segment is. Uh, oh, the next segment is my favorite segment to introduce. It's called, How Were We Doing? Uh, this is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days that these episodes aired. Season 6, episode 17 of Friends... The one with Unagi aired on Thursday, February 24th, 2000. February 24th every year is the Estonian Day of Independence. Um, Estonia gained its independence from Germany. It was part of the German Empire at the end of World War I. Um, has been independent then for, uh, I guess, 105 years now. 1918 to 2023. 2024, 106 years of independence for Estonia. Um top five songs in the US that day since Natalie has nothing to say about Estonia. Um top five songs. Yeah, sorry. The, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I had to text. Oh, okay. Important text. Um top five songs in the US that day. Uh at number five, Faith Hill. Is this uh I can feel you breathe. Is that, um, is that yeah. is that breathe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, Christina Aguilera. What a girl wants. What a g- uh, and number three, do you remember this song? Amazed by Lone Star? I, I feel like that. I know that. Um, I want you to look it up, but I, I obviously you're very busy doing other really things than our, work. Than well, our I ha- podcast. I have it right here. Here. God. <laughs> so it's like. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm amazed by you. Yeah. Yeah, this is a dumb song. song being bad. It's catchy. It's a dumb song. It's catchy. <laughs> All right. Friends and mothers, what do you think of Amazed by Lone Star? It might help. It might, you know, change your mind if you watch the music video. <laughs> well, this is why I never watch music videos. Yeah. Um, I try not to. Um... Let's see. What was it? Where was it? That was number three? Yeah. Number two, Mariah Carey, Thank God I Found You. And number one, Savage Garden, I knew I loved you before I met you. Season six, episode 13 of How I Met Your Mother, Garbage Island, aired on Monday, February 21st, 2011. Um, Not a lot of super fun things happened. A lot of bad stuff happened. Um, So I'm trying to find something... Uh, snow emergencies in Minneapolis and St. Paul, that's obviously not good, but it's one of the least awful things I'm reading on here. Most of these are about, like, terrorist attacks and military stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was really snowy in uh, 
the Twin Cities on that day. What do you make? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, sounds about right. Carmelo Anthony was uh, traded to the New York Knicks on this day. What do you think about that? Top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Um, Where was I? Oh, is it Dave Foley who I'm best friends with? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I mentioned Kids in the Hall later. I was like, Kids in the Hall? Yeah. Um, Top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, Pink, Fucking Perfect. At number four, Wiz Khalifa, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow, Black... Um, at number three, Bruno Mars Grenade. At number two, Katy Perry. Maybe you're a fine And at number one, Lady Gaga. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. I was born this way. I was born this way. I like that song. Me too. Yeah. Um, and uh, is that the end of the episode? What else do we do? Oh, no. We got to do uh, Challenge, Challenge Accepted. Accepted. It's been too long. Challenge Accepted. Um... I'm going to need you... Oh, no. First, we have to look at how we did uh, last week. Okay. So, our... I said Monica attempts to introduce the gang to sushi, and they are grossed out like the lamos that they are. There was... None of that. Not only are they not grossed out, Rachel and Phoebe wanted to get sushi, or Rachel wanted to get sushi. Yeah. Um... You said the gang fantasize about shipping their exes off to Long Island, a.k.a. Garbage Island. <laughs> so we were both way off. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to need you to vamp. Okay. Uh, sliced prosciutto. Uncured bacon-wrapped porchetta. Holiday vegetable hash. 22-inch pine cone wreath. Chocolate mochi ice cream. Fried olive bites. Italian truffle cheese. Figgy cheddar. <laughs> okay. Um, that few of the slider is out of date. I know. I need it's all Christmassy one. stuff. I know. It's like someone... Still having the Christmas lights on, which you some know, people do. I think we'll get one in February for Valentine's Day. I hope Day. so. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. When people, I, I understand people like don't have time to take down their Christmas lights, but when people like people like keep turning them on like late into January, it's like it's just making me sad at this point. I'm missing Christmas. Sorry. Season six, episode eighteen of Friends is called the one where Ross dates a student. Okay. I forgot Ross is teaching now. Because I said, is he still unemployed? Um, okay. Um, uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Now I'm getting an important test. Test? Text. I have an important test in the morning. <laughs> I have a test. No, why are you I, studying? I, I, what does Lisa say? I have a test and birds suddenly appear. Do you remember? They get... For, I can't remember, like... Homer and Bart are, like, away, and it's just Lisa and... It's just the women at home. And they get a new doorbell okay. that plays... Um, uh, what is that song called? Uh, Close to You why by two birds. birds. It, so it plays the that, yeah. but then it gets stuck and it just won't stop 
playing. Yeah. And Lisa at one point says, Oh, I need to get to sleep. I have a test tomorrow and birds suddenly appear. I mean, English. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the one where Ross dates a student. So obviously they know it's bad. Or they wouldn't call the episode that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to say... Like, does Ross... Does Ross date a student who's not his student? Um, I'm going to say... Creepy Ross looks for a moral loophole that will let him date a much, much younger person. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. Season 6, episode 18 of How I Met Your Mother is called A Change of Heart. A Change of who has a change of heart? Um, is it going to be Barney with Nora? Is it going to be Marshall and having a baby? Is it going to be Ted with Zoe? Um, let's see. So it's up to those three. So let's figure it out uh okay zoe is gonna go back to the captain Ooh. okay because we heard that it ends badly it right ends badly okay and zoe maybe she'll miss the boating life <laughs> zoe decides she likes boats after all after all and goes sailing back to the captain. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. We did it. That's yeah. the episode. Uh, you can find this episode wherever you found it. You already, you already did that. You've proven your medal there. Uh, you can also find a post for every episode at Battleship Retention. You leave a comment there like like Yuhani did. Yeah. You can email us like Alex did at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter or Blue Sky like Philip and Steph did at Davey Pretension. Um, Steph also um, reached out like <laughs> DM'd me on Instagram but don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean I know Steph. We've met so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. But my Instagram is like you'll notice that like I'm Davey Pretension on Twitter and Blue Sky. On Instagram, I'm just David Bax because that's like, it's not a Battleship Retention thing. It's like, it's more of a friends thing. Friends and family on Instagram. You know? Not a friends and mothers thing? It's not a friends and mothers thing. But because I know Steph, it's okay. Okay. Um, But yeah. um, Yeah, I guess only only Steph Steph or... Steph can reach out to us in any way possible. We've provided a P.O. box. I'll give you my address if you'd like. I'm trying to think. People who... I'm trying to think who I follow on Instagram who also listens to this show. Steph, Carrie, Matt. I think you're allowed to reach out to me on Instagram. 
I think it's fine. It is fine. This is all just you, a bit. You have a public... Okay. This is all a bit. Okay. All Anyone right. can reach out to me anyway. I'm just reassuring our friends and mothers that you can reach out to yeah, us any... Yeah, of course. This is all a bit. I don't yeah. care. Um, but that's So that's where you can find me. Natalie, where can people find you, you on the internet? You can't, as you know. But if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Right. Um, let us know uh, your sushi order. Oh, let yeah. Let us know... Uh, what uh, carbonara is? Yeah, what is carbonara? Do you like Amazed by Lone Star? Is watch the video. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I'll watch the video. Um, being born in 1981 is Natalie a Gen Xer or a millennial? Yeah. Um. Uh, do you like Applebee's for a date night? Have you <gasps> have you ever been to Color Me Mine? Have you ever been to Kukuru? Yes, and if you do the date night, let us know. We yeah. want to know everything. Yeah, because. We might do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking yourself into it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then the, remember from, from last week, the uh, I mean, all of our calls to action are evergreen. Um, yes, yes. But just remember from last week, what was your underage drink of choice? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so, yes, again, if you like this episode, you can rate it, but um, you could also give us five stars, and if you don't think we deserve five stars let us know why we like criticism and until next time we'll be on stakeout at cafe l'amour <laughs> <laughs>